Welcome back to, I don't know, I don't have anything witty to say, the podcast, a podcast where I'm forced to pretend this is a different podcast every other week as witty banter sometimes is left up to me. I don't know. I don't know where to go with this. How's everyone witty, doing? Witty, witty. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Like like that intro. There we go. Tied it all back together. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> nice little bow. Nice and, little. And uh, pause for edit. Yeah. Start from the top. <laughs> start from the top again. <laughs> How dare you assume them terrible. But you're also not wrong. Yeah, no, that's 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 completely <laughs> fair. Y'all did y'all did pretty well last week, except Errol did terrible, but everyone else did real well. I mean, I succeeded at what I was supposed to do, which was to take hits like a man. Yes, and then you went down <laughs> like, like a, a man. man. <laughs> which and is then ironic because he's stuff. a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have further to go to get down. He's but. a man. He's a man dwarf. Dor- dwarf man. Uh, dwarf man. Dwarf man. Dwarf <laughs> man. No, it's it's good. I mean. It's been a little while. Granted, this this campaign likes to hand out levels and mythic uh, tiers like it's going out of style. But, you know, a little bit of a stretch between six and seven, I'd say. Yeah. I feel like when you start getting yep. to this point, you don't continuously kind of be like, is this when we're going to level up? Is this when we're going to level up? It just, like, happens at some random time. If you had asked, I would have, I would have given it to you sooner. So, no. but that's that, all we gotta do is ask. Yeah, that now. Can I be level eight? No, that's no longer the rule. Unfortunately, <laughs> I decided. How about thirteen? Thirteen? Uh, cool. Yeah, no, mid session for yeah. no reason. There's a reason. Oh, how about seven? Can I be level seven? I wish. Uh, <laughs> with all my heart, I we do. All do. <laughs> <laughs> um, do y'all want to get going with a little bit of HP, some health points? Ooh. Sure, sure. Let's uh let's start with the sparkly handed ones. Uh Lillian, you wanna roll roll D six with me? Um yes, but I I forgot to get my dice out, so Ah so Tammy, do you wanna roll a D six with me? I would love to. <laughs> I too forgot to get my dice out. <laughs> Did anyone bring any dice? <laughs> We're right, professionals. We... Only there was a function. In this program we're using. Nope. Two. Nope. Four. All right. I'll take it. Not the worst thing in the world. Better than two. All right, Lillian. Better than two. Ready to go? Okay. I'm ready. Twice Little as good dice as two, for the win. In fact. Tiny dice. Three. Two. So not not awesome. She'd like to use a mythic surge. That's <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> ah, 19. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go... Uh, Go Poe. Let's let's uh, let's do Poe. D eight there, buddy. D eight. All right. These are Send bold assumptions, it. Alex, because you didn't even ask us what level in class we're taking. That's true. I did just assume, but we instead I talked to all of you at length <laughs> over the episodes <laughs> of the week. What'd you get, Poe? Four. Four. Reroll that shit. Reroll. Reroll. Four. I'm rerolling. Woo! Here we go. Woo! Five. Two. Okay. Ooh, there you nice. Go. There you go. All right. We'll Worth do, uh, it. The last remote person, Woody. That's me. The, maybe there's a hint to where you went. Uh, what am I rolling for you, bud? A solid D10. Solid D10. Ooh. You certain it's not a D8? I'm, I'm for... sure, because I'm pretty sure Slayer and Paladin <laughs> do D10. That's kind of ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it is a D10. Because I remember D10. we had this con- exact conversation when I leveled up to level six. <laughs> and I promise you, every time, I will forget. All right, so let's roll this D8. Uh, 
D8, right. D10. <laughs> yep, D4. Nice try. <laughs> ah, D4. Four. D8 plus two? I got a four, two. I got a one. Wow, Ooh. we are rolling like garbage right now. I'm changing out dice, and it's like still crushing people. It's okay. Don't worry. Paul will definitely get like a 12 and a D10. Don't say that. No. <laughs> the D10? No, D8. D8? Okay. Yeah. War Priest. Spoiler alert. Seventh of a War Priest. <laughs> Four. Seven. Yes. No. Lots of lots of interesting stuff. Let's uh let's roll back down. Let's do a little bit of a snake draft. What's going on with Errol? What's happening with, with Big E? Backwards lore. <laughs> Another reverse, just reverse. coincidence in the naming scheme for my character. Um seventh level war priest. Uh, I guess some pretty cool stuff. I get Sacred armor, which is a war priest only thing. Good. So I mean, your AC was garbage before, so I thank know. God you can just, buff it just further. Pump it up just a little bit more. Um, and then also, I unlocked my third level spells, so it's about to get spicy. <laughs> it's about to get real spicy. <laughs> so many cure moderate wounds? Um, cure serious now. Oh, there we go. Bitch. And um, conjure spice, <laughs> so I can get real spicy. No. Um, to get real high, <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of spice. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Cool, awesome. Oh, and then feet. Do you want to hear the feet? Yeah, let's hear the feet. Um, nothing super exciting, uh, but I took the feet called Warrior Priest, and it gives me a plus one bonus to initiative because I like to stack that as high as humanly possible. Yeah. And I uh, get plus two to concentration checks while casting defensively or while grappled. Okay. Okay. So. Not bad. A little easier for me to not lose spells. Some people giving you hugs. Yep. Nice. Poe, what's happening with you? Oh, I'm sorry. Alu, I believe, uh, was, was next on the list. Alu, what's going on with your Don't worry. I don't matter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was sad. <laughs> you do matter. Kind of yourself. We're going to talk to you about that after the episode. but <laughs> Well, I was told I was the chosen one, apparently, last episode, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around. You mean you don't know? He said, like, you're our only hope. It could have been, like, a general <laughs> you or a you to you. Who, who's to say? That's true. I am, but I'm not going to tell royal you. royal <laughs> you. Uh, so the main thing that happened is that I took my second level into Slayer, which gives me a Slayer talent. Now, I kind of comb through all the Slayer talents, and a lot of it has to revolve around sneak attack damage, which I won't get until next level if I live that long, um, since Slayer needs to be level 3 to unlock that. So what I did instead was took a, an additional combat feat as a Slayer talent. So I now have two feats that I'm adding on to my character, first of which is Snapshot, Ooh. which now allows me to threaten with a ranged weapon uh, within a five foot radius around me. That was no. that was a lose whole arc because now he can finally fight in melee. Uh, well, well, finally we'll get got there. there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there at some point soon. But that is the intention. Son of a bitch. Damn it! I will be able to fire point blank and not be able to take it to text of opportunity. It's the last thing I do. But um, so snapshot allows you to threaten, and the cool thing with that is I can now. It now doesn't just have to be Errol and Poe to try to get into flanking position. If I'm in a flanking position, even though I have range with this because I threaten, I can give Poe and Errol 
that flanking bonus. I myself can't have it, but I can give it to them. Yes. Nice. If you're within five feet of them? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nice. And then Very the nice. second thing I took, which I am going to enjoy the hell out of, you're going to hate Alex, is <laughs> clustered shots. Yeah. yeah so what that does yeah. is that if I take a full <laughs> round attack action shooting my machine gun bow, um, I can apply, take the damage, total it up, then apply DR, not apply DR to every single shot. Yeah. And when you're taking five shots. Don't like that. Correct. Yep. Don't like that. I All like right. it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> makes Woody a little more useful. He's well, yeah, Just a little bit. When he's back there destroying <laughs> things for you. Let's move on to our favorite foxy person, Poe. What's going on with, with Poe? Uh, Poe and Toothsaw's relationship has been building, and now, like, mid-combat, they still banter with each other about who can do the cooler trick, and in an effort to be the coolest, they've focused on being able to do non-lethal damage just to show off. They don't want to kill people yet. Non-lethal damage without taking a penalty on attack rolls. A feat called Stage Combatant. Stage Combatant. So a lot of flourish, a lot of brandishing, not a lot of damage, but that's uh, damage. pretty good. Pretty good. That's what Poe does anyway. Not that's true. A lot of damage. Making Poe even more of a wild card in a situation when he's like, you know what? What's he going to do? I actually don't want to hurt him this time. I'm just going to slap <laughs> him <laughs> with the back of my sword. How you like that, Tootsa? <laughs> and then uh, what else? Anything else you get uh, level seven besides feet? Uh, not really. Do some more sneak attack damage, which Four, 46 I was psyched now? about. 4d6 sneak attack damage. Jeepers. Got a little more acrobatic as he's been jumping through people's legs. He's got better at bluffing. Probably another side effect of working with Toothsa. Uh, just your general nine skill rank improvements. <laughs> can, I, can I have some of those next time I level? <laughs> if you Good. share your AC, I will share my skill Deal. Yeah, he, GM. He has half your AC. You you lose half your AC to him, and he gives you two skill points. Mm, okay, let me think. About it's that. a good right. deal. It's a good deal. It's exactly what I want it to be. Yeah, I get I get three skills a level, so it's kind of slow going. Yeah, and now you get five, but your AC's cut in half. I already get, I already told you it's sealed. What's going on with our our favorite self, our silly self friend Lily? Oh, little Sadie. Little little. Uh, um, she's just being her best witchy self. Um, learning all she can learn. She now has learned Evil Eye. <clears throat> Classic. Evil Eye. That's a good the, one. The uh, hex that can cause doubt to creep into the mind of a foe within 30 feet and uh, takes a target takes a minus two penalty to AC ability checks, attack roll, saving throws, or skill checks uh, for at least one more... Well, I, yeah, for one more level, and then it will be minus four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And That's then a huge she yeah, gets debuff. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty minus big. Minus four. Jeez. And then uh, she gets to learn a fourth level spell, and who would I be if that wasn't summon monster four? So. There you go. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Not to mention that now with your wild arcana, you uh, have access to. All level four witch spells whenever it tickles your fancy. That's whenever the best part. <laughs> I need it. So that's going to yeah. be pretty cool. Well, thank you so much for that. And then everyone's favorite goblin, my favorite person, 
Nikki's favorite person too. I'm also Errol's Nikki. least favorite person. Yes, but that's only due to prejudice. Yeah, Tammy Luckums. What's what's Tammy doing? What's going on with with the little Tim Tam bonks? Uh, it's a it's a secret. I'm just kidding. Let me pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret to you and me, Alex, because I have not. Because I have no idea. I crowdsourced it. Um, yeah. So I took <laughs> I took two Arcanist exploits because there's a feat where you could just take an extra Arcanist exploit. So yep. I thought, why not? I'll get greedy. So uh, I took dimensional slide. Side side. So That's a good one. That's a good one. Yep. Taking a page out of Paul's book, we played a campaign where he had that on his character. It's pretty dope. So one point from my arcane reservoir, and I can slide through a dimensional crack. And it's a swift or a move. It's a move action. Yeah, it's a move action. But I can move up to sixty feet. Yeah. Using that. Whoa. And you don't. And uh, it only takes five feet of your movement, so you can it s- does. still move. It doesn't incur yep. an attack of opportunity either. Yeah. It does not. It's fucking dope for getting out of sticky situations. Later. Zip. It is. It's very good. Later. So I'm, I'm not fast, but I'm fast. Slide to the left. <laughs> <laughs> don't die. Don't, don't, don't die. I took Holy Water Jet, another Arcanus exploit. And so I can unleash a jet of Holy Water. And it essentially does 3d8 points of damage, reflex saving throw, halves the damage. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that'd be good since all the creatures we come across have like immunities to a lot of the different things that we use. So figured they're not immune to holy water. What two uh, categories of creature does that hurt the most? Evil and undead. Evil Evil outsiders. And undead. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, just because it's Tammy's least favorite thing. Arcanist exploits, because they are supernatural abilities, do not have to worry about spell resistance. <laughs> yeah. They just do. Yeah, they just are. Yeah, they just, they just fucking do. Is. They is. Well, yeah, that's me. Awesome, all around. Exciting stuff as we move into a new chapter. I guess we'll find out. You all find yourself in this. Rather sticky situation, both literally due to the cave being covered in some sort of strange, gross goo, and Errol being super unconscious. <laughs> Let's go to that now. What's everyone going to do? So I, got, I think last episode I said I was going to start taking things off of Errol. So. He already <laughs> dropped a bunch of stuff, so it should be pretty easy. <laughs> so shit. Can I tell? He's stabilized, right? Yep, he stabilizes yep. automatically because yep. he's tough to kill. Hard to kill? Something to kill. <laughs> Impossible oh. to kill. I don't know. I'm going to put his stuff in our used bag of holding. <laughs> Lillian's going to bend down and just like slap his face a bunch of times. Wake up! So oh, That's roll, not a heat. Roll to attack. <laughs> <laughs> heel More check? non-lethal damage? Minus four heal check? It's at a minus four because it's non-lethal damage and you're not... But she gets plus four because I'm prone. That's fair. So, so it's a yeah. cancels out. <laughs> I assume you're flanking because uh, everyone's gathered around. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. I threaten I now, so yeah, she's flanking. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I suppose we can heal him. Yeah. Uh, Elise's gonna walk up <laughs> and uh, use a couple of lay on hands until Errol gets How up. Errol, well, we, ha- we have some wands right? too. Well, uh, so up to you. Yeah. I mean. I would use spell slots because we're kind of done. You're unconscious. Yeah. You don't know that you're done. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'll, I've got plenty of land hands to use. For those at home, Guys, Paul like froze paused. in place. Uh, the longer I'm unconscious, the more brain damage Gerald gets. <laughs> How long was I conscious? Oh no, oh, man, isn't that like super bad? Has it been three minutes yet? Ah, <laughs> uh, he's brain dead anyway. Just leave. Uh, How far down are you though? Uh, I think I was only like four down. Okay, so yeah. if you want to um, pop a couple lay on hands there, yeah, yep. and then he can For, he can top himself sweet. off. First one is a fiver. All right, okay. so you pop so up one hit point, perfect, just in time. As you watch the walls shake around you, and it is an ancient red dragon and a beholder, which don't exist in Pathfinder. Roll for initiative. <laughs> and a terrasque. And a terrasque. Which also don't exist in Pathfinder. <laughs> and, and God himself. All right. Uh, so you were all in this cave. <laughs> You're awake now, Errol. What does everyone like? What would everyone like to do? Well, I told you I'd get him. <laughs> I imagine was... he's like swiping at the air. Just like, <laughs> told yeah, you I'd get him. Yeah, he doesn't have his shield or <laughs> so He's just like punching in the air because he's so disoriented. Everyone just looks over and he's absolutely <laughs> just like ridden yeah. with arrows. And Alou's like, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Alou yeah. just uh, clears his throat just <clears throat> and kind of like motions his head towards his stuff on the ground over to the side. And he uh, <laughs> kind of uses both of his gloved hands to like brush some dirt off his breastplate. And he just like casually walks over and picks it up. Kicks his shield by accident, blinding himself. <laughs> exactly. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he grabs his, his shield and his scimitar, and then he's going to spend some time topping himself off with uh, some spiels. So while Errol's uh, fixing himself, anyone, anything anyone else wants to do in this, this rather strange cavern? Well, so do the rest of us have all of our hit points back? Uh, you and have uh, all of your hit points. Um, yeah, I'm going to just say, yeah, you, you have all of your hit okay. points. Errol okay. just being unconscious precluded him from the mm. fun Final Fantasy VII sound of leveling up. He still mm-hmm. got it. Just no fun jingle. Yeah. Have we okay. searched the Vrock yet? You have not. But the Vrock Ooh. did disappear into ash. Aww. Detect magic? Yeah, uh, are we still Did he have anything on him? Room? He did not. Okay. Not that you saw. Pay oh, out his ashes. through the ash. Poe's going to get through the ash? <laughs> yeah, he's going to sift through it, take tooth saw, and poke around in it, see if there's anything interesting. Okay, so now, I was under the impression that the whole room collapsed, but I guess that's not the case. No, so you, oh, when man. you cause that earthquake, Lillian, mm-hmm. the portal was coming up from the ground. You shifted the stones in such a way that they caved into the portal, making it inert. Okay. The room is okay. still intact, but now the, the ground is no longer this beacon of light into another portal, into another okay. world. Uh, Poe, as you kind of poke through the ashes, darkening Toothsaw's new bone armor into like a real slick kind of black bone, which is mm-hmm. dope as all get out, mm-hmm. uh, you don't find anything of interest. Uh, Poe, I guess gets bored of that, walks over to Tammy. Thank you for healing my armor, mending it, while I was dinking around. I don't really remember what I was doing, but I was probably dinking around. Would you fix Toothsaw, too? Has he been mended? (laughs) Would you be willing to mend him? She'll start working on mending Toothsaw. You are a saint. (laughs) Takes about ten or so minutes while that's going on. Uh... Lou, Lillian, do either of you want to kind of explore maybe the rest of the cave, say, or see if there's anything else they'd like to do? 
Yeah, yeah. you guys should split up. You should. And go in opposite <laughs> directions. I, I couldn't agree more. Leave your weapons yep. and armor here. It's been here. real, guys. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> Lillian flies away out of the, out of the hole in the roof. <laughs> My people need me. <laughs> Alu, uh, you find a new creature, a tiefling, that looks like oh it's boy. a monk. <laughs> Lily, uh, a seventh level yeah. monk. Sierra, what does this tiefling look like? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Um, Alu will do some detect evil again just to see if there's anything left in the current room we're in. Uh, much as before, it feels a little bit like TV static in your mind. Okay. Definitely died down. As you look around, um, the battle that's transpired, the time that's gone by, you maybe see one, two Vescovores every so often flit in and out of the room. Their numbers greatly diminished. Uh, probably scattering themselves out into the rest of the world, no longer uh, commanded by the queen or felt or feeling this need to protect and swarm around her. Everything else, though, seems gone. And for the first time, that portal that was kind of pulling uh, from the southeast, no longer there, no longer feeling that presence. Going to do a similar detect magic just to cover all our bases. Yeah, same. Um Though Vescovores are magical beasts, you actually detect no magic whatsoever because detect magic only works on objects, I found out. Does it? Yep. Yeah. Um, is there anything in the room, just doing kind of a general perception check? I know we've been really focused on that portal, but is there anything on the walls? You know, I can I mean, see anything like that. I'll do the good old-fashioned GM hand wave. I'll say, like, perhaps maybe you and Lillian wander around just to make sure there's no holes or other strange mm-hmm. things happening throughout the rest of the caverns. There's nothing. Uh, you take your time. You don't see anything really of note. Maybe you stumble across, like, a smaller hatchery that was there, but all the eggs there are ruptured, and everything from that room has more or less since left. Mm-hmm. Lillian gives it a long overdue, Hello! Hello. <laughs> you hear rumbling from three different areas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Detect magic does work on creatures. It does? Yeah. It says, especially for the third round, the strength and location of each aura, if the items or creatures bearing oh. the auras are in line of sight, you can make knowledge arcana checks. Um, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily specifically say items. Well, I wonder if Magical area, multiple types of magic or strong then. local magic emanations may distort or conceal weaker auras. What was I reading then? Uh, crack of shit, apparently. Right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is what I was thinking. 5e rules? No, this is what I was thinking. <laughs> Outsiders and elementals are not magical in themselves, but if they are summoned, the conjuration spell registers. So I was getting that wrong. Ah. If you use detect magic, you do not detect like demons and you don't detect like elementals. Yeah. Uh, that's what I should have said. That is on me. Um, I one extra level. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> go ahead and take away two levels for that. Son sass. of a. <laughs> I will take those for two that levels. Sass. I'm going to give them to Tammy. Let's be honest. She's been Woo-hoo! the best about this this entire time. <laughs> Because really she's still working it. on her character. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to figure out how to get that wish. <laughs> uh, so here's the, the thing. So the magic auras, if it's a spellcaster, you can detect them. But magical beasts uh, don't create auras, I don't think. So you all walk around. Tooth saw is fixed. Nothing of interest. Lillian, really giving away your position, but at least having a good time doing it. <laughs> 
I assume with the help from a certain dragon's scale and Lillian probably doing some sweet barrel rolls, you eventually make your way back to camp. You arrive back to camp, uh, and you look out into the canyon. You notice this green mist, this living green pestilence, has subsided almost in its entirety, and you see the way to Dresden is clear. Onward. As you all begin to march, you only march for a few more hours. Luckily, the time dilation inside of the portal and... You being rather quick inside the canyon walls has only really given up an hour or two to the day. Takes you a few more hours, and eventually you see crest over the horizon these beautiful curtain walls with towers uh, fixated at various points where the walls turn. You make out a small town at the foot of it, stretching in disrepair. As you continue into Dresden, you see the citadel itself. It's beautiful. It was made by dwarves from a single piece of a granite plateau. It's very reminiscent of their sky citadels. However, now that you have turned west into the world wound, light becomes precious. Things have a red hue. You notice the ground and its complete lack of vegetation. The odd sprig of grass, and maybe the odd rock here or there, but otherwise, little more than a sandy desert. You decide to make camp, maybe a mile or two outside of Dresden. Alu, if you could be so kind as to mark off three of your food supplies for the day. All right, six <laughs> food supplies for the day. You got it, boss. <laughs> and you all eventually make camp and are sitting around the fire, uncertain of what the day holds. You sit in council with everyone that has followed you this deep into arguably the most dangerous part of Galarian. What's the game plan? Party. And so you party. <laughs> um, Are so we we're, in the town? You're not. You're about a mile or two outside of it. You can okay. see the town, and like you see various fires that are probably lit by creatures, humans, individuals. Uh, the only thing that's really odd is that the sky is almost completely starless, save for the moon, which lights it up. And it casts this kind of strange silhouette of the Citadel of Dresden. That's would hangs. they be able to? See? Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, you would. You are still inside of the canyon. You would imagine they'd be able to see you in the canyon walls. Um, like you're not secure in any regard, uh, but you figured it'd probably be best to set up camp outside of town as opposed to in it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is there any type of, like, settlement outside of the walls, like farmhouses? There's a ton of of farmhouses and stuff. They're all in terrible disrepair. Okay. Uh, And you see throughout all of the houses, the little buildings, everywhere, you see these little fires that are kind of scattered throughout, that are lit as the night sets in. Okay. Yeah, I think we need to... 
Go ahead, I was just going to say, Poe would like to address the council. So, uh, I'll be honest, I don't really know anything about adventuring other than I'm badass at it, but... <laughs> So we see these little fires all over the place. Is anybody here potentially a good guy? Or do we have to, like, think of each one of these fires as potentially deadly? They all kind of look back and forth at each other. Aaron kind of steps up. Well, uh, I guess I'm kind of the resident uh, expert on on Dresnia. Uh, Chances are most of those fires are lit by people... Uh, either cultists, devoutees, or, or, uh, or demons that live in the town. However, I would imagine that there's probably crusaders that are imprisoned in part of that town somewhere. I, I can't say where necessarily, but it is a possibility, much like when we found Camilo Dan, that there are other prisoners also held inside the town or even inside the walls of uh, the citadel itself. So we shouldn't just atomize it? Even if we had that ability. As you were like readying like <laughs> wild arcana uh, nu- nuclear bomb. <laughs> That's a level nine now, Alex, as I flatten the entire city of Dresden. Uh, That's called spirit bomb? <laughs> that reminds I, me of Starcraft with the with the girl who does the nuclear bomb. The what ghosts. does she say when she does that? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember of the, the, the name Starcraft. character that was the ghost. But the ghosts would do that. They yeah. would mark uh, an area for tactical nuke. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's... But uh, to answer your question, honestly, Lillian, that's kind of the idea that you get, that, like, uh, a full-scale just attack may be ill-advised. Um, also, like, you don't know what numbers they have. You don't know how many people are there. A full-frontal assault may just end up with you meeting up with army after army. Um, so it could be very dangerous. You could kill innocents, or you could be completely overpowered. No one's innocent in war. Well, <laughs> I disagree. Uh, I, Lillian's my, gonna my like hands are clean. <laughs> but it's Toothsaw's fault. does all the killing. I swear, it's him. It's not me. Lillian's gonna kind of come up behind Poe um, and be like, "Well, is there?" any benefit to doing any kind of like reconnaissance of this camp this evening or do we feel like we know everything there is to know Aaron kind of perks up a little yeah no I uh I think that's a, a brilliant idea and Navia yes love you think uh under the cover of darkness maybe you and I can gather a little bit of intelligence I was wondering when you'd ask. So they both kind of straighten up. They start getting ready to go. So uh, That was we're... an amazing transition of accents, by the way. Thank you. That sounded way too overtly <laughs> sexual. I'm telling Irabeth. Yeah. And Cecile. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Irabeth and Cecile, I'll roll for initiative as they okay. fight each other. <laughs> Um, they fight each other. It's going to get real this intense. Is fucked up. Uh, sense motive. <laughs> sense motive. <laughs> bluff. Bluff. Power attack. Um, so they uh, they start getting ready. All this is all happening. Uh, do y'all have any other questions? But that was a, a great suggestion. So they'll they'll take the evening to run around, hopefully under the cover of darkness, gather as much information about the settlement, 
what they find and hopefully report back to you in the morning. What time is it now? Like about dusk or like just past? It's probably past. It's probably like maybe like 9, 9 30. Okay. So uh, night, night time. It's nighttime. It's tough. Uh, the sun set much quicker here. Like it probably set around 4, okay. um, which like it's summer. Like that's super strange. Uh, but you assume that there's some sort of strange um, pall that hangs over the entire uh, whirlwind. Man, palls are so strange. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> how are how are the troops doing? This place is weird. Not gonna lie, it weirds me out. Do we need to like boost their morale, start dancing and stuff, or are they just psyched to fall asleep and stuff? It's almost like I fed you that line. I didn't, but at the beginning of each day, you all can get a general sense of how the troops are doing, and that's actually gonna be very important for the campaign as a whole because you are beginning the siege of Dresden. And so as you all start doing stuff, as you move into town, there's costs, benefits, things you might do right, things you might do wrong, but you can get a general idea of how things are going from getting an attitude from the troops as a whole. So good news. Poe, as you kind of turn to Erebeth, asking this question, well, uh, they're actually quite hopeful. Uh, I've never seen... They're, they're in quite high spirits. It seems that uh, everything we've come up against has had been nothing to us. Falling at our feet with ease. It's, That's a good point. We're rickety-wrecking. We are. Hopefully we can soon make our way into the Citadel and uh, hopefully take it back for not only Canaveris, but for the Crusade as a whole. So yeah, you definitely get the sense that they are hopeful as of right now. A couple of benefits come from that, mechanically speaking. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so the PC army gains a plus two bonus in morale checks. And because you're all so amped when you come up against other armies, they have a minus one to morale. You all stand strong, resolute, <laughs> getting those <laughs> magic potions, like handedly defeating all those other armies. A lot of, lot of, you know, p- positive vibes. And though the thing with Arliss didn't work out to the best of the benefit, you all showing your commitment to care for this army, to not go individual by individual when Tammy was taking care of them, has really endeared them to you, and they know that you're a force to follow behind. Errol reaches to the middle of the table for the suggestion box and upends it, and one single piece <laughs> of paper falls out. And it says... I wish Tammy would brush her teeth more. <laughs> it's clearly been written in Errol's hand. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he slid in there right before I upended it. There's a doodle of Saren Ray at the bottom, yeah. and then a shield with he like little it. light lines he coming signed off. signed it, Errol. <laughs> I don't hide my opinions. It's a coward's talk. Yep. Now you know how I feel. Let me know when you take craft toothbrush. <laughs> Got him. Is that a magical item or a minor <laughs> artifact? Well, joke's on you. I took profession hygiene. No, that's not it. <laughs> Your profession, that's a profession? is hygiene. That's a profession. He's a dentist. <laughs> no wonder you're adventuring for money. <laughs> uh, do you guys want some hygiene Damn. tips? Got no him. thanks, Errol. Oh, <laughs> my job is useless. <laughs> <laughs> he changed the uh, symbol on his armor to be a golden toothbrush. <laughs> 
This ceremony completely <laughs> abandons you and you lose the ability to cast divine spells. Oh, His invisible God. lasso is just a long <laughs> string of floss that you can barely see. Yeah. Say, he forsakes the scimitar for a giant toothbrush. <laughs> but he does get plus one on a toothbrush attacks now, so that is, there you go. That is nice. Uh, I mean, I can, a giant blind toothbrush to my the teeth. face could do some... It's true. Damage. You watch as he whittles the end of his toothbrush into a fine point <laughs> at the fire. <laughs> Getting ready to go. And Lillian's just sitting there like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. His new tagline is, time He's to scrub away the evil. way too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in case we go to prison. You know, we yeah. get imprisoned. I got a shank. <laughs> you, as the arrow walks away, he like kind of walks kind of bow-legged, clearly hiding something. <laughs> in uh, his boot. In, <laughs> in his boot, in his booty. You don't know. Yeah. We all know Poe. We know what's actually <laughs> we know going on. <laughs> makes, also, can we take a second to re- to recognize the fact that Travis looks like a hacker in a spy movie right now? He does. I like that the lower half of his face <laughs> is completely in shadow. If we can get it just so when he adjusts his glasses, the lamp that he has shining on him reflects off of it. Directly. Yeah, into the, much the like camera. an anime. And yeah. he goes, Twing! we're in. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that's what I want. I'd like for he it to reflect be... the screen. Can he put little mirrors in his glasses? But then he can't see. <laughs> so, yes. Travis, let's take a quick break. Uh, go shatter a mirror in your home and <laughs> then glue them on the inside of your glasses, please. Please don't cut yourself. A lot. Shh. <laughs> That's I bit. bet the audience believed that. <laughs> As always, amazing role play <laughs> from Poe, Travis, smashing a mirror. <laughs> Anyways, but I digress. Yeah, no, we definitely where, where digress. Where <laughs> I don't know. You were sharpening a toothbrush. <laughs> ah, my prison shank. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron and Anivia set off into the night. Uh, things are kind of winding down. Would you all like to go to bed? Anything you want to do before bed? Do we need to set up, like, um, some kind of watch? The army itself has a, has a running watch, and because you're considered commanders, uh, they only rouse you if uh, necessary. Good to know. I'll get my beauty sleep. Is, is there any... Um... I guess impact if you decide to, you know, wear your armor to sleep. Yeah, you actually don't get uh, rested. It causes a whole bunch of condition problems. I think the only thing is you get you get fatigue. You get fatigue for the entire yeah. next day. And uh, I, mean, you, I think you still get all your spell slots and stuff. Yeah, but, you, but you're yeah. fatigued, especially divine really. casters, because you only need an hour to pray. But creatures cannot run or charge and have a minus two penalty to strength decks until they rest. So that's the fatigue condition. It, yeah. It's pretty bad. I'll sleep without my armor. <laughs> in that case. Tammy, you're going to sleep with armor, without armor? Light, uh, do I? Light yeah, armor. I guess I'll take off that. my light armor. Light, light armor. The day you're born. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get a good visual image no. of how Tammy sleeps. Maybe she just sleeps only in a cap and the rest of it is in the buff. Uh, they're like, why is she wearing the hat? They're all very confused. As you're naked everywhere, everywhere else. This is getting weird. Yeah. This, this is turning into a weird episode. I'm a weird I don't guy. like where this is going. There's too much concentration on me. <laughs> Let's talk about what, what Lillian sleeps in. We know that Lillian sleeps completely clothed in her cloak and she crosses her arms over yeah. her chest. 
<laughs> She's like, gone in I detail. Fe- <laughs> yeah, I feel like I look as much like a vampire as, as possible. I have like my hood drawn over my face. I have like my arms crossed. I'm like making hissing sounds. <laughs> Is that a snoring? You just sleep hiss? Just. <gasps> <laughs> Good God! So you all uh, turn in for the night. Let's uh, let's do something we haven't done in a while. Y'all wanna roll for some dreams? Oh, yeah, sure. We're gonna do dreams a little differently this time. We're just gonna have you all roll a flat check, and we'll kind of go in the order of operations of how you roll. So everyone, roll oh. me a d twenty, please. All right. You're gonna make a initiative tracker. I'm not. I'm just gonna remember. <laughs> what's good? What's bad? The ten. higher we roll, the better. The sexier the dream. Ooh, Tammy nine. Got a ten. Oh yeah, we have yet to have like a little a steamy, steamy Ooh. dream. Don't tempt him. Gotta get natural twenty <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah, I got. Uh. Yeah. Or a negative one. And knowing, yeah, knowing Poe, he's gonna be the one rolling that. It's gonna get weird. All right, so we got a 9 for Lillian, a 10 for Tammy. 11. 11 for Errol. 8 for Poe. 8 for Poe. Oh, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, we almost got the straight. Let's see what Alou's got. 7. 7. Oh, All right. Wow. (laughs) You guys unlocked level 8. That was it. It said in the book. Uh, It was a dream. It was a dream. Uh, (laughs) It was all a dream. Used to read Word Up magazine. Um, so, we'll start with Poe. Sorry. That's we'll start with Alu. Alu. <laughs> start with Alu. <laughs> Alu, you find yourself, as you dream once more, in a forest. Feels very familiar. You feel very at ease. Things seem hazy at first, but then you hear the calming voice of your mother kind of come across the buzz of whooshing grass, rustling leaves, and tweeting birds. Steady. Keep your arm a little higher. It was not very good. Yes, no, okay. Keep your eye, both of them open. As you look, you see a deer. A stag, maybe two, three years old. Decent set of antlers, but definitely a little young. Hold your thought back, my boy, if only for a moment. Keep your eyes on him and do not let them leave. And take your shot when you are ready. Alu holds his bow, his arms trembling. The last moment he closes his eyes and he shifts his bow upwards. The arrow flies perfectly, splitting the antlers of the deer. The deer straightens up, looks towards them, and sprints off into the forest. He opens his eyes and turns him towards the ground, looking towards his mother, ashamed. She grabs his chin and lifts his head up. I know you did not want to hurt him, my son, but this is important. These skills that you will have, they will help you fight the true evil. Alu brightens a little at this. You have a good heart, my son. I know you would never do anything that would be wrong. Wrong. 
the word echoes as it does and cascades around first the trees leave dissipating into a black ash the ground and the green grass replaced by dark black stone you hear gone 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 wrong you hear this distortion of your mother's words her face there bright and kind as it was on that day suddenly distorted broken you see blood coming from her lips you see bruises on her face and her face wipes away like all the rest this scream rings out you feel it in your very soul and as you look around you see a scene one that you remember so vividly Baphomet has reached deep into the chest of the Herald of Iomidae. You look as he sits to compel him. You will turn to me. You watch as his energy bleeds into this golden armor, his wings fighting back against it. The scream he's emanating completely consuming you. Baphomet holds back for a moment. Strong. Well, that is good. You watch as the herald slumps over, chest bleeding. I have my faith. You, you will not turn me. <laughs> Here in this place, it is not if, but only when. He dives his hand once more into the chest and as he does this bright white pain fills yours and you wake inside the tent looking over at all around seeing Lillian with her sleep hisses (laughs) you touch your chest and for a moment it feels warm the pain gone but the distinctive warmth pushing and emanating through your tunic. You shuffle slightly, move to the side, and go back to sleep. So, Poe, much the same as with Lou, you find yourself young, but the landscape you're in seems all too familiar. It seems almost identical to the place you just were earlier in the day. Red scorched earth, dark sand, bleak sky, no animals to speak of, scant vegetation. You come to a strange looking pod. You bend over and you poke it. When you do, it opens and a rather strange yellow gas emanates from it. Gross, a young Poe says. So, like, how much longer are we going to be here? I feel like we've been walking forever. Behind you, a hooded figure stands. Oh, my boy, it's not much farther, I promise. Fine, but you said that we were going to leave the world wound, and I feel like you're dragging this out. I don't know much about directions, but I know a lot about couriering. 
<laughs> I know, I know. I promise. It's just around the bend. You begin to march further, not really knowing up from down, the horizons all blending together. The hooded figure behind you starts to reach inside of its robes. It takes out a mace. You know, my boy, I hear that once we get back, there'll be a small celebration to celebrate you coming home. Really? Oh my god, that's... Ah, that's so cool. She raises the mace high above her head, ready to bring it down on the unsuspecting boy. But before this happens, a small silver ethereal butterfly lands right on the crown of the boy's head. Poe says, look. The hooded figure looks up and sees this field of beautiful silver butterflies, almost made of smoke and light, like they're not there. She pulls back her hood, blue hair, red eyes, white horns. Arushael is stunned at the sight. All at once, she feels something. She feels the boy's sense of wonderment, his uneasiness with being lost, his worry for his mother, his anxiety to get home, his fear, these emotions that since she had been turned to this form, she had been cut off from. She feels human again, and she notices that a silver butterfly has landed on her shoulder. A pang of regret fills her breast as she realizes what she was about to do, murder this innocent boy for her own enjoyment and nothing else. Guilt, shame, fear fill her mind, rattling around, realization of the decades of pain that she has brought suddenly fill her head. You know, she says, breaking the long silence, I think I may have been walking the wrong way this whole time. I actually think we should probably turn around. Whatever, Poe says as he turns on his heels, eyes still caught and captivated on the bright white butterflies that circle around Arushael. From there we have Lillian. Lillian, you sleep. But yours is not your own face that you seize. But in fact, it is your mother's. Her skin, the shiny, glittery silver or gray of your own. Next to her, your father, a strong man, sword on his back, golden iron, golden armor on his shoulders. Almost completely humanoid, save for his pale eyes, your eyes. The only thing that would deceive others 
or at least indicate that he is more something else than human. They're sitting around the table with two small shapes. At first, you have trouble making them out. Then your father's voice, a voice that you had thought you had forgotten so long ago, fills your head. You know, Luckums, I appreciate what you're saying, but I think the best answer is, as always, steal. He pulls his sword out and slams it on the table. The two goblins sitting at the other end don't move, don't shift, used to the man's bravado. Well, you might think that that is the best course of action, but you know that there is something amiss in the city, says the Elder Luckums. I'm telling you, there is something off. I felt it. So has my wife. She turns over, and the rather silent and soft face of the female goblin thoughtfully stares off into the distance, disconnected. The lithe woman standing next to the older fade begins to talk, shifting her hands around her with the bravado and deference of someone who is well attuned to the arcane arts. Now, now, no need for such strong voices. Her dramatic tone cutting through the room as they all not only expect it, but seem to enjoy it. We go from this scene up the stairs. Two children play of a similar age, but due to their heritages of a different form. Both three, one near full grown, one still but a child. We see as Tammy fingers through her father's book, trying to make sense of the spells. Unable to do so. She says, and a small, bright light appears. From a distance, you wouldn't know if it was a firefly or the beginnings of a dancing light. A small thrush sits on the windowsill, calm, watching, ever-present, looking down as the little sylph child plays with the small amount of light that the goblin has just produced. A loud knock breaks the tranquility of the scene. The witch fade gets up and opens the door to Lord Hallrand, sitting there much younger than we've seen him in past, his distinctive mustache still in place, but the benefits of youth very much still upon him. Might I come in? Of course, and she gives a big, deep bow and asks him to move forward. Just then, the thrush on the windowsill stands up, begins to bluster and tweet incessantly, Odd, it's that it's the night, and this is a songbird. What business does it have of this? Tammy takes notice and looks down the steps. She hears gasping for breath, 
She hears sword, metal, hitting wood, stone, screams. She wanders down the steps and peers just past, looking into the dining room and sees three people dead on the floor. Lord Halrun's visage has given way to that of worms. Sir Fade takes his sword, cutting deep into the creature, doing nothing. The creature outstretches a hand, and with little effort, ends the life of the man. Tammy sprints upstairs, grabbing her father's book and scooping up the small child. The little bird on the windowsill taking to wing, hovering, tweeting, and Tammy takes its cue and follows it onto the roofs, jumping deftly from one to the other. The child cries, screams, She hears footsteps, she hears shifting, she hears noise, fear. She stops in front of a place, a coven. She opens the window, drops the child inside, shutting the shutters, hoping that they'll drown out the sound of the child as the worm who walks follows her down the alley, steady, slow, unyielding. Laxbarla. She channels this fear, this rage, anger, all into this single moment in the small light she produced before, overwhelms, flashes, blinding this creature just long enough for her to run into the night, out of the city, into the safety of the forest. Finally, we land on Errol. All right, lad. I'll stay here and count. You go find a good hiding spot. Errol waits for his grandfather to cover his eyes. He stops and turns around his grandfather having parted his fingers, looking through. Oh, breaking. I, I can see you there. Fine, fair, fair. I'll turn my back. The old dwarf turns around and begins to count in dwarvish to himself. Errol scampers up and about and through the armory of his parentage. Eventually, he starts making his way up the steps to the higher levels, thinking that hiding perhaps in his parents' bedroom would make the most sense. As far away from his grandfather, it would take the old dwarf some time to get there. At the very least, have the satisfaction of of being hidden for quite some time. As Errol goes up the steps, he hears shouting. At first, the words are indiscernible. He slows, slowly tiptoeing up, trying to make his presence not known, pushing the large double doors ever so slightly, just being able to see in. 
he sees a woman in fine robes. On the front of them, a stole with a golden symbol of Saren Ray. You have to tell the boy. He must know. You hear her plead with the old dwarf at the end of the table. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's what's to do. I think we should do it immediately. We have to understand this is a blessing, a gift from the gods themselves. And they are arguing back and forth. Eventually, the three people in the room hit a fever pitch, arguing amongst themselves. The old dwarf slams his fists against the table. He's mine. He is of my blood. I am not going to tell him. I am not going to rob him of his childhood. The woman at the far end screams, raising a finger. This is not done. This could change the tide. I don't care what it could change. As long as you're in my chambers, you will listen to my rule. A small halfling between them raises her hands to settle them down. Errol backs up into the knees of his grandfather, his grandfather horrified. Oh boy, don't mind them. This is something not to concern you. He ushers the small dwarf down the steps, but Errol couldn't help but look back. Seeing for a moment the woman lay a hand on the tired dwarf's head. I know he's your son, but please reconsider. You're all woken at the crack of dawn to Aaron and Anivia arriving, having slept through the night, unflustered and unbothered. They gather you all around the council table to begin discussion of Dresden. They pull out the map you got from the Nabusu. All right, so seems to be that there's three points that we need to take care of before we go anywhere else. First is the Paradise Hills. There's a there's an army waiting there for us. It's an army of sheer, the goat demon things, quite fierce. But they've been left there because uh, there's a prison. I can't say how many people are in there, but a good number. However, it's worth noting that the closest watchtower, well, it's uh, it might pose a problem on top of it. There's a, a trebuchet that looks right down into the encampment. We could try and storm it, but but a siege weapon like that, we wouldn't be able to stop it. They decimate our numbers. We can't reach them with our bows or with our archers. It's possible that while the army fights the Shias to the east in Paradise Hill, a small contingent could climb the watchtower and try and take out whoever's running that catapult. Next, to the south, two armies wait for us. Now, uh, a little bit disjointed, some tieflings, some human cultists seems to be. 
but they protect a crossing. The Ahari Bridge. Used to be that there were uh, two bridges that you could get across the Ahari Riverbed, but ever since the world wound pressed in on this part, the riverbed's completely dried up. The sides are sheer. I don't know if our armies could cross it to get to the entrance of the Citadel of Dresden as it sits right there at the foot. If we can capture the bridge, we might be able to enter the Citadel itself. Lastly, there's uh, something somewhat disturbing. To the far west is a cemetery. Probably used to be used for uh, crusaders that fell. But this one's since been changed, altered. Ghouls roam in the hundreds. There are many vaults, tombs, but one in particular not only has all around it died, but this black, otherworldly substance leaks from it. We don't know what's there, but it might be the best place for us to look. We're going to have to try and figure out these attacks. The army's trying to subdue the other armies while perhaps you heroes move in on the more important areas. It's also important to note that inside the walls, though we couldn't see well, more armies wait within. Untold amounts. But it's easy enough to say, if we attack the Citadel now, we'll be flanked on all sides. We won't make it out alive. Not in our numbers. Even though we are in high hopes and in great condition, be a suicide mission. Well, sounds like the, the best bet is to thin out the outer regions and head into the citadel when we're properly protected and ready. He thinks this is a good idea. I believe that the captain of the Eagle Watch could perhaps with some help from yours truly, attack the, uh, the outlying armies, and then uh, we could do a lot of damage. But, granted, if we were to come up against something, it is not for us to say that if we fail, the army would not move in on your position. Take heed of this. That is just a fantastic warning. Can you point out where we are on the map? So Aaron kind of straightens out the map a little. Uh, we're uh, all the way out east here. So the riverbed where it ends, we're about a mile or two off there. As you go further down, it becomes a canyon, this gulch that we're in currently. Oh, that makes so much sense. Do, are we, hmm, is it, so would it be easier to go, as we get into the riverbed, <clears throat> sheer cliffs like you mentioned, would it be easier as you've scouted to go to the north or to the south once we get get up there, you know? 
Well, that's a good question. I, I think as long as we take a wide enough path, we can go anywhere. It's just a matter of knowing that the second that we take one army down, it may have a ripple effect with the others. But all three are accessible. And with enough time and planning, we would be able to attack any. Is there a... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, is there a way we can sneak maybe around Paradise Hill and take out that trebuchet first to give our army the best chance and then attack? Once we take out the trebuchet, even attack the enemies within Paradise Hill while our army comes and flanks them, then we can rotate around into the Citadel. Would that be possible to reach the trebuchet without being noticed if we go in a small group? Aaron takes a moment. He's a little thoughtful. Yeah, no, uh, no you could definitely do that, I think. Yeah, especially uh, as you get closer, maybe we could work out some sort of signal. And then we could attack them to allow us to uh, draw the uh, attentions of the Shears, so that way to make sure they didn't come up from behind and try and attack you. And yeah, I think that's definitely possible. I think that might be our best bet. What does everyone else think? What was that spell (laughs) that we could cast where we could ask like a deity or greater power Hang on, for I got yes or no questions. Lillian? You called. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious if now would be a time for us to craft some questions and see if we could get some metagame answers. Some answers out of augury. Some augury answers. Yeah. Um, Lillian like is kind of awkwardly lingering on Tammy, just like staring at her for a little bit longer. And then Is it because like... I sleep in the buff? <laughs> and then <laughs> she winks at her. With just a nightcap on? <laughs> Sorry. And she like shakes her head and she's like, oh, whoa, 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 what did you want me to ask? She oh, and... asks to a loop. Also, and just to make that clear, Tammy, that was your dream too. You both shared that dream though we don't know it yet yeah you don't know it yet but i want to make that clear that you both shared that dream um that's kind of neat yeah so i didn't skip over tammy uh because that may have seemed like what i was doing but i i promise i didn't yeah i heard both fade and luck i thought you were turning her dream into mine and i was like oh she's getting (laughs) really railroading me on that one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a tiefling monk. I got it at the end. Sierra, what does the tiefling monk look like? <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> I feel uh, so, all this pressure to be a tiefling all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, so Lillian turns back to Alu for clarification. I want to see if we go in a small group and attack the trebuchet, then give our army a signal to attack Paradise Hill. While we use the trebuchet to attack the enemy <laughs> while the army flanks them. And then we okay. rotate around to the citadel. 
I'm going to stop you there. Uh, <laughs> we're going to ask something a little bit simpler just because the answer is going to be very vague. Um, what are the Canabras lotto numbers? <laughs> should we attack the trebuchet or uh, yeah, should we attack the trebuchet first? Is augury yes or no? It's Answers. Yes, no, or it's yes, no, yes and no, or nothing if yeah. there isn't an especially good or bad result. Right. Okay. Uh, maybe you should ask it if the trebuchet is the superior weapon compared to a catapult. I mean, it can throw 300-pound <laughs> objects over It depends. Meters. What's the size of each? <laughs> what are they launching? Uh, what's the mass of the projectile? <laughs> Lillian, could you ask... What they're launching. <laughs> is it an African swallow? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. They're throwing woes. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was a, I think. Was a European swallow. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Un- unladen. An African swallow may be, but not a European swallow. I think the course of action is to, to simultaneously attack, distract the people operating the trebuchet so they can't attack our armies. Sieging Paradise Hill. How many well, questions do we get to ask for augury, Sierra? One. Oh, shit. What if it's a long run-on question? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of and. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And. <laughs> then and. we're going to be confused when we get nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Bacon or pepperoni. Yes. No. If I put pineapple on my pizza. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Kill him now. Yeah. Nice him. being a millennial. That's a whole personality we trait. We definitely just uh, drew a line in our audience right there. The Gen Zs yeah. don't like it. All right. I mean, if it's a very specific question, I don't know. Yeah. We, we believe it. in you, Sarah. We believe in you. I mean, I'm... I'm going to, for the sake of us all, um, make it one one course of a- action is the question, um, whether or not we should take it. So I'm going to ask either should we attack the trebuchet first or should we attack both simultaneously? I think... That's two questions. Well, I'm she's saying trying to decide which, which question. Oh, yeah, which okay, one. okay. She's positing yeah. to the group. Yeah. I think. Well, I think when it comes Ooh, down to does anyone question. does anyone want to attack the cemetery? That sounds kind of spooky. Well, I think <laughs> no, I think it <laughs> sounds like we got to clear out, out everything before we move into the citadels. So we got to get there. At some Not point. necessarily. Okay. You could attack the citadel right now if you wanted. Right, but I don't want. You're just being three advised. And, yeah, yeah, you're just being advised by your war <laughs> council not to. But this is so. This is a sandbox. You all can do no, 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 whatever yeah. you want. So we can clear go one, home. go in. We can Should clear two, go in. Should we attack both before going into the citadel? All, all right, everybody. Here's a slip of paper. <laughs> I have the suggestion <laughs> box. Write your answer on the slip of paper. You wrote, "Can Tammy brush her teeth?" Harold, <laughs> what you in have the box? five pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, I have a so, white chip so and a, no a black on chip, the and you put it in for voting. <laughs> Black chip, we vote. Can you can you ask the augury if the suggestion box is a good idea? What are we What are we most worried about? Are we worried about 
Like if we go to the watchtower, if the army's just going to get like obliterated and then we won't be able to do anything. Well, I think we're worried about if we go to the watchtower and our army doesn't attack at the same time, then we're going to get collapsed on by an army. Mm-hmm. Or if we arrive to attack Paradise Hill too early, then we're going to be fighting the army and trebuchet attacks. So I think the, yeah, I think mine is yeah. that is to see like if we, you know, essentially put the other half of the PC or NPC, I guess, war council in charge of commanding the army while our PC party goes and does the watchtower, if okay. that's the best bet. Is it a better idea to, split the to party? go attack the watchtower and send the army to Paradise Hill than <laughs> to have all of us go directly to Paradise Hill? Yes or no? It's Wheeler Well. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus well, Christ! <laughs> so are we debating right now? Because obviously there's there's three ways. No, to I'm attack, just trying right? to craft the question. What's that, Woody? Yeah, there's three different ways to attack, right? So it's pretty much we're trying to decide which to attack first. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to attack, yeah. but I think uh, hitting Paradise Hill on the trebuchet is probably better than. I think we gotta do that because that trebuchet, regardless of if we attack the southern bank, it's gonna take us out while we're going across. One of wait, is it just can, the Ahari can that trebuchet bridge? reach the South Bank, or is it just Paradise Hill? Um, that is a good question. It would have a tough time reaching the South Bank. So Paradise Hill is in a bit of a bowl. Okay. So it, it's more advantageous for it to shoot down into that, while South Bank is on a bit of a rise. Okay. You like it? It may be able so to, like, but certainly like it would for sure hit Paradise Hill. It may be able to hit South Bank. You honestly don't know. I mean, they didn't watch it to fire. They just, they looked up, they saw, like... Can I roll a profession engineering check? You can. Let's do that. Okay. Can you also ping one more time where the trebuchet is on the map? It's in the watchtower. It's in the orange square. It's in the watchtower. Yeah. Okay. I rolled a natural 20 for a 29 profession engineering. You would imagine that it, it may be able to hit the South Bank, um... But if your forces were to hit the South Bank from the south, it would only hit their own forces. So, okay. granted, if you were to come from the north, yeah, it may interfere with both. But if you came from a southerly position, they would only do damage to their own forces. Okay. I mean, I still think it's probably best to take out the trebuchet and clear out the army at Paradise Hill first anyway. I think so, too, because... Then, because then if you think about it too the south bank that whatever army's there or dresden they still have to get funneled through the ahari bridge in order to reach us at that point which i think gives us a tactical advantage we still don't know what that's inside the citadel though but at least yeah, we'll have i think that's out, a different we'll take story. out the main weapon of it and whatever's inside the citadel shouldn't necessarily be able to well i get are there <clears throat> are there archer any sort of archer fortifications on the walls of the citadel besides the trebuchet well there are there's castling along the walls they definitely could have archers but there's no way that their their arrows could reach that far out at least not towards paradise hill uh it's mostly just for direct defense of the curtain wall and the other watchtowers that 
And the other watchtowers, there's no trebuchets amongst mm. those. Not that we saw, though. They are manned. There are individuals that do walk along them, but the only active working catapult was on the most easterly watchtower. All right. I so. think if we take the wall, we have a tactical advantage. Does anybody know any titans? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, here's some omnidirectional gear. Uh, okay, perfect. I, I, I came up and didn't give this to you guys to begin with. <laughs> I'm not trained in that. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. As long as no one's messed with your rig, you should be okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And then we, uh, everyone roll keys? to be a titan. <laughs> Can we can I do it? Can, I can do we it? cue the music to uh, some Hiro, uh, Yuki Sawano music in here? I mean, at least That'd the first sweet. the first half of the first season intro. That song's a fucking banger. It is mm-hmm. absolutely. Crystal and I were like rocking out hard to that whenever it came on. Second half yeah. of the first season. Okay. I cast Righteous Might five times. <laughs> I cast large, large person yeah. five times. It's made you skinless. <laughs> All right. So anyways, we've been watching Attack on Titan. <laughs> I was well, going to say, has anyone watched the fourth season? No, no, not yet. I stopped. I'm rewatching the first three with Crystal. The third one, especially the last half of the third one, is incredible. It is so good. I mean, I've been really enjoying the rewatch of the first one, too. Well, rewatching it gives you a whole new like light and perspective on it just because of how deep the story goes it's pretty Dude, I, good i love how many easter eggs they're not necessarily easter eggs but like little hints they give along the way where you're just like oh shit that's oh, that yeah. person oh shit there's that yeah. how did i not notice that before <laughs> i well, love that kind of because you uh, didn't know the ending when you watched show. it at first Woody. <laughs> well yeah <I> <laughs> they just have a lot good of point, Paul. There. uh point rebuttal woody so what's lillian asking <laughs> <laughs> is the question. Okay. She's gonna like ohm and then just be very showy about it. Um, while she's like putting her thumb and forefinger together, she's going to like do a little bit of levitation for the effect. <laughs> um, she's gonna say would we fare best to take the watchtower and Paradise Hill before engaging with any other part of this territory? What say you, adventuring party? I like it. Oh, I thought she was already asking it. She hasn't done the spell quite yet. I think she was she was she was putting on a show because she <laughs> likes to be flashy. <laughs> Remember, the GM said not to ask a question, but to tell it what you're doing. Well, I think we'll get the answer. <laughs> what was that voice? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Subtle. Remember. Whisper <laughs> voice. A mortar, a most foul. <laughs> <laughs> I tells you I do. Should we hit the watchtower or no? God, tell us. Tammy uh, hears Lillian and sees her whole like show, and 
she gives her two thumbs up and like raises her eyebrows a bunch. But then like she doesn't have eyebrows, so it's just like her eyebrow skin. She's a goblin. I don't know what you want. Yeah. And Nikki goes, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that sexy like that. stuff y'all wanted. Yeah. Are you sure you still wanted it? We didn't talk about Nikki's dream. Here we go. Uh-oh. He rolled a natural twenty, y'all. All right, Lillian, you ready to uh, ready to get into this? Um, yeah, I can't think of a way to actually do it more dramatic than what I already did. Um, so I'm just gonna do that again. <laughs> fair, totally fair. Roll me a D100, please. Are you using Wild Arcana or is this a prepared spell? This is. What is this augury? Yeah. Yeah, this is prepared. Okay, so 77 or below, you get an answer. Forty-nine. We. And Lillian comes back down from her levitation. And as per usual, can everybody hear? Yeah. So your mouth, like, basically, like, hinges almost unnaturally open, and this sound emanates from within you. Uh, But as we played it in the past, you don't really know what happens. So you come back to it, and you're like, all right, what'd I say? Well, uh, I think that's good news, and I will never get used to that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we know what we need to do now. But who goes where when? Attack the South Bank. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Who who goes where when? We we coordinate an attack. Of opportunity. Yep. I think, uh, I think, uh, the, I think uh, the, the army is the, the more noticeable and a small party attacking the trebuchet needs to be in place. And as soon as the army engages with the other army, we need to take out the trebuchet. And I assume that small party is us. It's, it's Nura, uh... I'm, I'm just going to play the entire thing amongst myself. It's a single paladin. Uh, <laughs> it's it's the rest of Jeffrey and Stevie's brothers. <laughs> Those six go. Yeah. They unfortunately don't come back. They definitely all died. They failed. The octuplets didn't make it back. No. Uh, I think since it's paramount to the survival of our army, and we trust the army command to the rest of this group here, we should be the ones to, to take out the trebuchet. Retreat. Attack, my lord. Sorry. Attack. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Damn it. One shot. Um, <laughs> all right. So you talk to the army. What is your signal going to be for the army to charge? I think that's the, the big one. <laughs> Let's. I got it. Let's launch the trebuchet at Paradise Hill before they are there. <laughs> Okay, and it'll be like so that could goat. be the the opening salvo is like yeah. a giant ranged attack onto their army. So I mean, what yeah. do we have to roll to aim so that we don't kill our army? I think the problem is 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 as soon as we're noticed in the watchtower, then things are going to start closing in on us. So I think it needs Just to be kind of don't drop your shield. 
and it will be fine. I can Hold I can use my shield, shield as like a Hold light beacon. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean it's like because it's blinding within 20 feet the light is so intensely bright yeah. it blinds people, but I mean that would emanate like throughout. They would see that. Yeah. I would say at least. Yeah, I mean it's like the old mirror trick with the hand like that yeah. people signal. Hang on, let me check the board. I'll allow it. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I will signal with my shield right before we siege the trebuchet and our armies. Armies will engage. All in favor. Say wheel. 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 Hold on. Let me get the suggestion box. Pull out your slips of paper again. (laughs) (laughs) I need an old priest and a young priest. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> so that's what you're gonna do. That that's my vote. If anyone else has better ideas, I am searching my mind for spells with a long spell range. Is that just you <laughs> that backhanded I mean asking the internet. me? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just <laughs> click, 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 check my click, 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 click memory. Well, click, 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 click. I'm pretty sure that I just added a spell that was 400 feet but i can't find it <laughs> alert army it's a second level spell <laughs> how uh, how far away are we gonna In be trebuchet. i would say so there's not a scale on this map there's just a giant compass rose which is not helpful uh i'm gonna say you're probably gonna be about a mile away yeah. okay so i'm gonna need a couple meta magic feats <laughs> There we go. I'm gonna redo my feet tree, Alex. But that's okay. No, I think I think the uh, I think the, the mirror thing is fine. And if not, we'll just try to cast something like really obnoxious with light. Sierra and I. Well, so the the fun thing about air. light is the source of light can be seen at any distance. So Perfect. it doesn't need to. The light itself doesn't need to reach them, but as long as they can see the source of it. So that's why like the shield thing would work. Oh, yeah, that's good. You Let's also, go with that. Yeah. I say wheel. Wheel all the way. Wheel. Oh, wheel. Whoa. Wheels on the bus. Wheel. Whoa. Oh, Lou, you're the one that hasn't said wheel in some fashion or another? Oh, I did. Oh, okay, that's fair. Oh, I said it. I was one of the first ones to say it. <laughs> well, was. That's can't They confirm. reworked the plan. Wheel. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Now we're all on board. You said it the same way, too. Uh, so you all, <laughs> you all gather up. And Nura goes, everybody hands in. And everyone just walks by her. And she's like, all right, maybe later. Uh, and you all begin to walk towards the tower as the army starts to assemble itself. You make your way along the cliff walls to the east, sticking closely to them. As you look, you notice the 200 or so sheer at Paradise Hill. A lot of them are kind of lazing about. Some are on guard. Others are torturing crusaders for the sheer joy of it. It's not a pleasant sight. Hmm. For the sheer joy of it? Not a pleasant sight. Anyways. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, pause for edit. That was a good joke. I'm going to keep it in. And this pause for edit joke, too. Uh, So you eventually make the way along the northern wall, coming towards the watchtower. It is unexpected, so I will give you a benefit, but I need you all 
to roll me Errol's favorite stat. A stealth check, please. Yes! Yes! Errol, don't <laughs> drop your shield. Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, really quick, what's with the river dick down here? River dick? The ri- yeah. yeah. I didn't draw that. <laughs> <laughs> the normal shapes I drew, the river dick is not me. For the record. <laughs> Those were our <laughs> army's Robert options. The we're north tra- bank, the south <laughs> bank, or in the river. So river. says or Travis. Right down the middle. <laughs> Those were our army's <laughs> options. Sure they were, buddy. All right, here we go. Clicky clack, clickety clack. Oh, boy. I'm just going to preemptively use a mythic surge. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, just in case uh, everyone um, knows, we've been playing mythic surges wrong. Uh-oh. What? So, so mythic surges are an immediate action. If you do a swift action, you cannot use an immediate action. You can also not use more than one immediate action in a turn. So, just Uh-oh. so everyone knows, I want to be tamping down a lot more on the action economy. So if you have to do two different like uh, saves, you can't use mythic surge twice. Just so you know. So be cognizant of these things. I'll always be keeping my head in a swivel. Keep me honest about it, but like this is going to matter for people like Lou or for Errol uh-huh. who have a lot of it's swift actions. Combat working. thing, yeah, it is. Well, yeah, yeah it's a combat, yeah. thing, but that's uh, worth noting for the future. Okay, let's uh, let's start with the sneakiest of sneakies. Poe, what'd you get? Can I use? Uh, so you can use them to five. Yeah. Even okay, let's do that. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Hey, real quick, Poe, what's your modifier now for sneak? Well, he cheated, so like plus 42. Yeah, because <laughs> of those nine ranks, he put seven per level into... At least. Into stealth. <laughs> that was how it was at the beginning before I knew that I... Could have... I activate my agility medallion for the one-minute dexterity thing to help boost this? No, because it's going to take you a lot longer to okay. get across that distance. That, that's what I thought. Yeah. But I figured it out. It's a fair question. If it was less time, if you weren't going, like if you were going down a hallway, yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. But unfortunately, no. Okay. Wait, yeah. got he, a he clutches it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get, Poe? 17. 17. All right. Tammy. 28. Ooh. Alu Chase. 16. 16. Lillian Fade. 24. 24. Errol Lightshield. Honestly, not the worst with the Surge, but a 14. A 14. You all cross to the Watchtower. Oh. Oh. Unseen. Oh, boy. Uh, Okay. Yeah, we probably should have like done something to beef up our stats. That could have been bad. <laughs> I mean, I dropped it's it okay. on you to be fair, but also like you would have had to sneak. I mean, I rolled pretty well on both my roll and the mythic surge, so <laughs> my armor check penalty is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hit me, but also I cannot not be loud. Yeah. Um, so you all managed to make it through. You get to the base of the watchtower. How are you getting up there? It is, there are handholds-ish in the walls, like the stones are, are big, but it, it's going to be 
a little bit of a tougher climb check, I would say. Like, just because they're uneven. Some of them are completely flush in the wall. It would take some time to navigate. We're going to look at a loo. <laughs> yep. Hello? I'm already uh, lo- I'm already looking at my little car too. <laughs> I'm just make sure that's that's Nimbus Cloud. How's a uh, what's the height of these walls? The height of the the height of the towers? Or the, they're, pro- they're probably about 80 feet at the towers. The walls sit below them maybe at around 60 65 or so feet. Is the Sweet. entrance this- into the watchtower at the wall height? Uh you don't know. Okay. You can't tell from where you are. Okay. Well, we got some wiggle room because luckily cloud walking gives you a range of 115 feet. Anyways, the towers are 120 feet. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to use my trend left scale and activate. How many people can you carry on that bad walking. boy? Um, so it's only one at a time. Hold on, I'm just reading here. Okay, so but how are you all going to try and get up there without being noticed? You know there's someone at the tower. Yeah. At least. Yeah. You don't really know anything else. Is there a door anywhere nearby, like into the tower? No, these fortified walls against siege don't have a convenient door. You mean on the exterior of the citadel, there's not just like a wooden door to the base of the watchtower? There's not. a spiral staircase so we can just go right <laughs> up That's to? a different tower, not this one, unfortunately. Uh, damn it. But that was a fair question. Bad, bad information from Irabeth. Irabeth, Anivia, Anivia. That's why it was bad. They're castle walls. You can't enter a castle walls from there. That's what Irabeth said. All right, that's that's say anything. I have a map of the sewer system. Exactly. We're sneaking in through the sewers. You know what? If you get now, Uru- now, you tell us this. <laughs> if you can get an Urukai with a bomb, you can probably make a run for the water grate, blow it out, and then attack Helm's Deep. I mean, the Citadel of Dresden that way. Okay. You lost me. Uh, Aragorn, what are you ready? Oh yeah. That's somebody should cloudwalk or fly. I mean, I could probably can. hold my own up there a little bit more than like anyone else. If, I was gonna say as soon yeah. as we get to the top, it's just whoa, like. Whoa. Is Hi. it morning? Uh, well, oh, when would you all? Would did have, we would need to prepare spells and all that? You would have. Cool, cool. Yeah. And by would have, you mean I should probably do that right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, another thing I was going to ask was we didn't really talk about, uh, the, especially Lily and, and Tammy using the rest of their mythic power to charge up wands and staves. I can't. Did you use all your staves? Staves. staves. Well, so she would have used it for a stab maybe in the morning. So. Yeah, I use them all. I I do it in mornings now because here let's my take a quick let's take a quick cut. Okay. So we'll cut. let's talk about morning activities. And we're back from touching things to make them stronger. Wait, that doesn't sound good. Putting your hands on stuff to fill it with things. Anyways, I thought it was licking things to claim them as your own. I don't know how Mythic Surge works for recharging things. Tammy, Lillian, do you have to lick it? Yeah, yeah. why not? Definitely. Tammy does anyway. Definitely sounds good. <laughs> uh, so, what is the what's the general idea? What are you? Uh, how are you gonna? How are you gonna climb this watch? Tier. I mean, I got my ring of climbing, so I'm a little bit better than I should be. <laughs> <laughs> with your minus twelve. <laughs> yeah. With my. Can I take off my armor? Put it in my bag. <laughs> when I get to the top, I'll don it again, which takes 10 minutes, which is fine. It's four minutes. No. But without help, it's hastily regardless. So, <laughs> um, uh, 
what are y'all gonna do? Any suggestions? Any ideas? I think I know what Lillian's gonna do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna David Blaine to the top of that bitch. Yeah, yeah I I came up with an idea all by myself without <laughs> the aid of anybody else on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely didn't use the internet. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I ring climb. <laughs> so yeah, after seeking deep within my heart, I decided, you know what would be a great idea? Crystal casting spider climb communal on everyone using my wild arcana. Oh my god. You know what? Mythic is so OP. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. Um, (laughs) So you just want to, do you want to put it on everybody? Uh, Does Lillian want to fly? Does Lillian want to use their cloud? How is this going to be broken up? I'm just going to do it on everyone. Oh, it does it, I don't know, does it matter? Well, it's 10 minutes per level, right? Yeah, or 10 minutes per level split amongst people. Yeah, so and I you're, mean, that's you're like casting at 8th level, basically, with the Wild Arcana. Mm-hmm. So you can cast on everybody. Everyone would get up there easily. Yeah. I'll cast it yeah. individually on Toothsaw. I don't even know if Just I in can case do that, but I'm going to flavor you know cast what? it. You can. Well, it's an intelligent weapon that is mobile, so you can do that so it doesn't feel left out. You can't see how excited he is, but Poe knows how excited he is. I'm going to summon a mount again. I'm going to... Cast it on the horse. Just burn through <laughs> all of his spells. Just be climbing up the wall. Lillian's gonna burn another augury. Be like spider climb a good idea. There's yeah. like a fucking squirrel over there. <laughs> it's already like so good at climbing. The, the Oprah of spider so, yeah, climb. That's uh, that's what we're doing. You get spider climb. You get spider climb. Everybody gets spider, spider climb. It's <laughs> good. That's good timing. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and simple. we're climbing. All right, so you all climb up to the top. Arrows first, but just by five feet. Ahead of everybody else. All right. Uh, You get up to the top. As you approach the top, does anyone want to do anything? Any? Can we like kind of like peek our heads like just over the lip to take a take a look? So you see this castellation, and there are five spots, and you just hear boop, 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 as all five it's of your like heads pop up. Yeah, <laughs> all five of you roll me a perception check, please. What? Sixteen. Sixteen. Fifteen for a loo. Fifteen for a loo. You get four. Thirteen for Lillian. Thirteen for Lillian. Poe, Tammy. That can't be right. <laughs> Poe's forty-five. <laughs> I see everything. <laughs> My perception's really bad. I thought I, I probably should have put more into that. <laughs> Instead, I'm building up the most stupid skills. Uh, I rolled well though, so I got like a twenty-two. Twenty-two. Poe. Poe specifically looking for traps, and because of that, he gets a 29. 29. So everyone's kind of looking around. Poe's probably searching, like, the edges, maybe, like, looking around uh, the catapult. What you all see is a single brimarac. So brimaracs look almost like a minotaur, except they're small in size, only about two feet or so tall. Poe, as you look around, you don't see anything off, nothing strange with the catapult. You see a mess of rocks covered in some sort of oil, some sort of like really thick, viscous liquid that you assume they light before it's launched wherever it may need to go. You notice the catapult's also 
on this turntable that allows it to move in all 360 degrees of direction. No traps, though. So this is what you see. The sim a single bimarack, this catapult, some ammo. And as we see that, Errol, with one hand on the wall, both feet firmly planted on it, reaches for his shield and prepares to signal our armies below. Okay. Poe will prepare to hop over the wall and stab this guy when the signal is so he's on the far side of the wall just so you know so like you look at the top of this watchtower Poe's gonna charge him the uh, way you Poe have to does. jump over the wall first to do that but that's totally okay. fair but he so the way that it works here I'll actually just show you make it a little uh, little more interesting Ooh. So this is what the wall looks like. You all are coming in from the south right here. You're all just along the wall there. The Brimrack's on the far side. You'd have a tough time charging him as the turntable for the catapult is in the way. And you would know that. Uh, how What's the our climb speed? Say again? What's our climb speed remind me? 60? 20. Climb speed is 20. Climb speed is 20 feet. Oh, jeez. Well, Lou will be ready to, uh, once we crest the wall, to pull out his bow. and. Yeah, I'm assuming full, most full of our gun. surprise actions are just going to be to move over the wall, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, would, that would be it. So uh, I appreciate you all preparing. So you all wait <laughs> 20, 30 minutes as everyone's just like on tent hooks, ready to go, but no one actually crests as the wall. Spider climb falls off of all of us <laughs> and we fall 80 feet it. to the ground. And Tammy's like, all right, one more time. And then she snaps her fingers. <laughs> Roll 8d6, fall down. If I'm Everyone. flying, does that mean that I need to use that action to go over the wall? Uh, no. So you can close the distance. Um, I'll say if you are flying, uh, you can go... I would say, because you don't have to, like, steady yourself to, like, hold on to the wall. You, I'll let you cast a spell, if you'd like, as your surprise round. Everyone else's surprise round is going to be cresting the wall. Mm. All right. Who would like to hand signal to the group to have them wait patiently while he um, goes to the other side? Or maybe while everybody goes to the other oh. side to... Sneak up behind this fool. So this Brimarak is he's walking kind of the perimeter constantly. He's not in a single spot. He's like looking over the castellations. Like he's 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 on guard. So, you know, he's not in a single spot. And I'm sure if you move around like hundred eighty degrees to the other side, you're gonna be fully exposed to the entirety of the city yeah. of Dresden. Who looks up and watches the watchtower? When he gets to us, let's just grab him and throw him over the edge. He's on the inside rim, you wouldn't be able to grab him. Because you're on the outside. When he room, gets apparently. to us, let's hop over it and we all just throw him over the edge. <laughs> Everyone aids Errol <laughs> in throwing yeah. him over the I edge. GMD check the fuck out of that guy. Uh, you're all waiting there. What's your plan of action? I know what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. So I know what everyone I... has a surprise yeah. round. So let's let's move in your surprise rounds. Everyone, move your tokens. Uh, the only person that ca has an action that isn't a move action is going to be Lillian. So the four of you move. Lillian, what do you do? Lillian 
is going to make sure I'm looking at the right thing. Okay, I am. Lillian is going to summon a hound archon. All right, so you begin to summon as your surprise round, which means when we get to your turn at the next one, you go. You all crest the top of the tower. Lillian floating begins to summon, and everybody roll for initiative. Okay. Sure. There's a time to roll high. Oh. Losing trouble. Uh, Surge. <laughs> Top of the order. Let's just go down the line as I see it. Lillian Fade. Lillian Fade. It is 21. 21. Arrow Light Shield. 18. 18. Poe. 17. 17. Alu. 15. And then Tammy. Bringing up the rear with a strong 13. 13. The Brimorak gets to go first. He sees you all crest the wall. He watches this witch fly and begin to cast. He looks panicked. He raises a single finger in the air. You watch as a red bead forms around it, and he shoots a fireball high above himself. It explodes 20 feet to all sides. That was a waste. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seems like it may be, but I guess we'll have to uh, see what that all means uh, next time uh, on the Final Crusade. Signal flare. That's yeah, probably not. It's probably he probably just really bad aim. Yeah. I think oh, he, oh no! I think he missed. Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Poop. <laughs> Travis, I love you. Oh, I wasn't trying to be mean. Poop. I'm sorry. <laughs> morning poop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink my cup of coffee. Five minutes later. Bowel movement. But I feel like it does make a little sense that there wouldn't be doors on the outside of castle walls. <laughs> no, that was my joke. Was It'd be horrible defense. To, have <laughs> to be fair, in The Legend of Zelda, they do have doors on the outside of the castle walls, which doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> um.